Hello, everybody. It's Harry. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Alston Pudding Podcast. This is the first of two episodes coming out today. Two episodes that are completely unrelated to each other, other than the fact that they are both episodes of this show. The This first one that you're listening to, this is part one of the birthday episode. Yesterday, July 13th, was the one-year birthday, the anniversary of when I published the first episode, uh, that episode with neuropathy. Just, you know, I'm celebrating. I'm in the mood. This is my baby. My baby just turned one. You're going to celebrate my baby's birthday with me. I'm going to make you. And you will have fun, especially if you're into astrology, because this episode, I... I have a special guest named Dory. We met via Twitter. She specializes in astrology readings of people's birth charts. And so she is going to walk me through the birth chart of the show. If you're not into astrology, then just skip this episode. Don't worry about it. You don't have to listen. Honestly, it's one of the longer episodes of this show because she and I talked for like two hours. Not, like, about astrology the whole time, but, like, it was a great talk. She's fantastic, super funny. This is a fun episode. It's a fun episode. If you like astrology, then you'll have fun. If you don't, then just skip it. Just skip the episode and go be so fun at parties. Because everyone says how fun you are at parties all the time. I'm sure that you're just such an enjoyable person to be around. (laughs) I'm I'm kidding. Do whatever you want. I don't care. I really don't care. You're literally a faceless entity to me right now. All of you listening to this are just disembodied people, like theoretical listeners. I don't care. Just kidding. I of course I care about you. I love you so much. Uh, anyway, I, again, just rambling. I'm a little tipsy right now. I had a I made a nice dinner. I made the Caesar salad with a. a pan-seared salmon with a balsamic glaze. I don't know why I'm speaking French, but I always kind of, I either go French or Italian whenever I speak about cuisine. I So I cooked the salmon in white wine. I know, fancy, right? I am, I'm a fancy bitch, is the thing. I'm like, you know, I'm a man of the people, but I'm a little bougie, too. Uh, <laughs> um... Oh, yeah, so I'm a little tipsy right now. Uh, anyway, uh, segueing from self-awareness into astrology. Here we go. Happy birthday, podcast. Here's your birth chart. Good afternoon. It uh, It's hot as hell. Um, it's great because I can't really put on an air conditioner while I'm recording this, so it's, uh, it's going to be a sauna episode. We're going to have a, a Schwetz. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, I have a special guest this week. How do you pronounce your last name, Dory? Oh, that's a great question. Shapit, like an S-H. Shapit. Okay. Yeah. Dory Shapit, who is here to help us celebrate the first birthday of this show. Oh, also, um, what uh, pronouns do you use? Oh, she, her. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. And Dory is going to help us out by reading the show's birth chart. Yes. So this is, what, this is a special episode for the astrology heads that, that listen. <laughs> There's always a few. Yeah. Shout out to Christine and Jackie Alston Pudding editors who, if they're if they're listening, this this one's probably for you and and others, other people I know. 
Oh yeah. No, there's always a few. I feel like also when you like talk astrology in like English words, essentially, mm -hmm. uh, people are like, wait, that's actually so true. Tell me more about myself. Yeah. You know, it's, it's you know, it's weirdly accurate, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, like something to it. Yeah. So Christine, who I just mentioned was the first person to do my birth chart. Uh, and that was like six years ago. Uh, what year is it? Six years ago. It was in like 2016. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, my big three, I'm a Taurus sun, Virgo moon, Gemini rising. Wow. So I know my own birth chart, but I don't know, like, I wouldn't read someone else's chart. And, sure. But there's a good deal of accuracy, I would say. Okay. Yeah. So you're a, you're a believer, you would say. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't even want to use the word belief. Like it is what it is, you know? Sure. Yeah. It, it's accurate. I feel like it's accurate for me personally. I'm not telling anybody else what to believe in general. Right. I guess I can introduce myself a little. Uh, very much like not a professional astrologer, but my mom for my entire life has been very into astrology. Like she was like one of those like old head astrologers like mm -hmm. before they had like honestly like they didn't even have like the websites that do it now um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like they had to like draw shit on paper am, I allowed, to, am I allowed to curse oh fuck okay. Me, yeah <laughs> okay all right I was like before I just string of expletives let me check um no it's okay <laughs> yeah but so she was like they had to like draw out stuff and like it was just mm -hmm. Yeah, there's like Very the consult, school. right? There's like a big book called an ephemeris where it has like every date's like placements, and like mm -hmm. you can go back into like the, like 1800s and see like you know you can go back really far as long as time has existed, I guess. And so like she like when I was born like in the hospital was like what yeah. time like <laughs> let's get the time right like had the birth chart like ready like as soon as they came home like yeah. So it's always been something that I've been aware of. And for the most part, like, I don't know, like, I feel like growing up, people always like know their birth, like their sun sign, because mm -hmm. they're like, oh, like, I know my birthday, like everyone like really tells mainstream, me. like newspaper, exactly, cosmopolitan astrology. Right. And because it's only the sun sign, they're always like, well, that kind of didn't really hit or like, that's mm -hmm. super generic or yeah. whatever, you know, and I'd be like, yeah, but yeah, like little me in like fucking middle school being like, yeah, but you only know your son's son. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like kind of fun to see like as time went on, mm -hmm. like especially like, I don't know, like depending on like what sort of communities you're belonging to, there's always more of an astrology undercurrent in some more than others. Um, but I enjoyed the sort of like people are getting into it, you know, like the rise of co-star and things of that mm -hmm. nature, where it's like a social media, essentially. And people, it's also funny because people don't realize how much information is in it, like how much you could really like get. How deep and you like, can go, yeah. There's right. like a lot of, lot of layers to peel back. And I feel like everybody, even people who are into it at some point are like, all right, this is where I kind of stop. <laughs> right, yeah. And like that, I think I was saying to you, like I hadn't done something like this for like not a person. Like mm -hmm. I hadn't done like event astrology. There's like different parts. Mm -hmm. Like 
yeah. um, horary for like specific times. Like you can use astrology to like find lost things if you know like exact time that you lost it and where mm-hmm. and like where obviously being general, not like- Yeah, because yeah. if I know, knew when and where I lost the thing. <laughs> right. Uh, but like as much as you can like try and speculate, like there would be like people on TikTok like showing how they like do those mm-hmm. charts and like find stuff and- um yeah you can really use it for so much so like when people are just like oh like here's my birthday like have at it I don't really believe in that I'd love to just like pull some shit out that they're like wait a second Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) that how do you know about my family drama (laughs) (laughs) yeah but so I think in this specific case um I do like to be general for anything that I don't have like a specific time for so like I have two different possible interpretations for like the podcast here specifically Mm -hmm. um which would look pretty different um (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah because for we were saying before we started recording for the context of the listeners so I'm very like I'm mostly sure that the first episode which is the date that we're working with not when I decided to like record it, but like the date it came out. I'm pretty sure it was 6 a.m. that I scheduled it to be posted. At a, but at a certain point, I started scheduling each episode to come out at 4:20, and I. But I can't remember if I started it that way. But it does change the rising sign. Yes, which for those who are astrology heads, if I say something like it changes the houses you get basically your chart is broken up into 12 starting with your rising sign going around in a circle if anyone has ever seen the circle you're probably very familiar with astrology in that case (laughs) but it's very like geometric frankly like all of astrology has a lot Mm -hmm. of like math to it also and like you see that in how like the different planets I guess talk to each other so like you have two planets that are really close together versus entirely like opposite signs. But when I say close together, like in the same sign. Close to being like on top of each other. Right. So it's like they've got the same, they're both Leos, the same energy, different planet, but it's like the same vibe versus like if they were like an opposite pairing would be like Leo and Aquarius. Mm -hmm. So like they're, if you think of like birthdays, even like, I'm a Scorpio, so my half birthday would be Taurus. Which is my sun sign, that's what you're saying. Yes, Um, so there's a certain, like, opposites still have a lot in common, I will say. In my experience, I do share a lot with Tauruses, and they share a lot with me. I don't know if that's been your experience. I would would say so. A couple of, of my best friends are Scorpios. It's like a for better or worse kind of situation a lot of the times too. Cause I'm just like, oh, sometimes my most frustrating qualities, I'm also like, damn, you have that too. <laughs> or like, <laughs> you know. I find that with Taurus, other Tauruses a lot. Even if like sure. cut, like few of my other best friends, I, I can be like, oh, you stubborn motherfucker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or or like, like apologize to me. <laughs> right. It's like, can't you tell I'm wrong or that you're wrong? Yeah. I'm right. <laughs> 
it's really remarkable to like see a reflection of yourself. So it's like most of the time I will say I don't have that. Like I do have close Scorpios in my life for my mom being my primary close Scorpio who taught me everything about astrology. There are so many times that like I just feel such an alignment, even in the things that I'm like, that is like definitely my worst trait. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I get it. Like, I get it. You definitely like ruined someone's day, but I get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so to circle back, the astrology has this very like geometric quality to it. So it's like when something is that opposite, like you'll see a lot of similarities, but at the same time, it is like quote unquote opposite. And then like other points in this sort of circle, if you have things that form, so your, your challenges are usually um, amongst, I don't know how to describe this. Like, so Taurus and Scorpio are opposites, but then like, so it's 180 degrees separating Taurus and Scorpio. Right. Can you like break it down into the angle measurements? If anyone wants to get into the geometry of it. Yeah. So you got those. And then you have, if you make like a full square, you got all your 90 degrees. Mm -hmm. Um, So you'll have Leo and then you'll have Aquarius. Usually things in that like 90 degree configuration, butt heads. Um, (laughs) Those are your challenge points a lot of the time. So when you look at a chart, um, looking at those like angles, so like, a square or an opposition. So those two that I just talked about, the 90 or the 180, those you usually have that sort of challenge between those two planets that are making that. But then the other, so like 120 degrees or 60, those are gentler. So like those are thought to like agree more with each other or flow harmoniously, if you will. So I said all of that to say that the podcast here has a good mix looking at, I'm kind of going between the two different like birth times, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Um, So looking at it, the 6am version is a cancer sun um, with a Virgo moon, like just went into Virgo. So Mm -hmm fresh Virgo, um, Cancer, Mercury, Leo, Venus, and Mars, uh, and then a Cancer rising. So that has a total different interpretation to the later version. So I assume when you said 420, it would be like 420 in the afternoon. No, it was uh, still 420 in the a.m. Oh my God. Yeah. You're you're a morning person. (laughs) Well, it's better to, I am not it's just when I schedule the episode. So I'm sleeping when they go. Live. Okay. Okay. Like, I promise you. It's just that it's sort of better practice to like pick a weekday morning. Uh, okay. At least from what I've read, that's just more just like podcast strategy. The reason oh, I think sure. it, it might be 420, which is actually shout out 420 is 420 right now. Yeah. As we, in the afternoon, as we record this. Right now in the morning. Uh, we just hit it <laughs> blaze up if you're you know, smoking while listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you observe. (laughs) So funny enough, I just, I just did this quick math here. Um, redid the calculator. It's still a cancer rising. It's just like much earlier in the degrees. Yeah. 
So actually ends up being pretty similar. However, it does change the houses a little Mm -hmm. bit because it's like the rising starts the count for like all 12 fractions. Um, This is so much easier to understand when there's a picture. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Just letting everyone know if this sounds like Greek, um, it looks really nice with a picture. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so cancer rising on both sides. So there's like a very cancer heavy theme. It was cancer season. Yes, it was cancer season. But then sort of going off of that, I also, I remember, because this was a day that specifically going back to that, like, concept of uh, geometry, there's, like, one day a year, some years it doesn't even happen, when Venus and Mars are, like, it's called conjunct, so, like, Mm -hmm. at, like, the same degree, like, they overlap. Right on top of each other. Yep, and this, this was that day last year. So, that's, like, a very powerful, for one, a creative energy it's like in a person that would make them kind of a nightmare uh, <laughs> and like I say that uh, yeah, having throw, that throw all the shade no because I I feel comfortable saying that because I do have that in my own chart okay. um I'm absolutely gonna say that because <laughs> it makes me a little bit of a menace because uh, it's like you have two so Venus and Mars are like theoretically like you're however you buy into this you know but theoretically you're like feminine and you're masculine Mm -hmm. um and so like feminine you get your like relationships your appreciation for the arts like venus is very much like um she's she's a lover she's like here to have a nice time and like not ruffle any feathers Mm -hmm. Mars is the opposite. <laughs> Mars will like start shit up. Like Mars will not care if he walks in the room screaming. Like it's it's an event. Um obviously both are very necessary and everyone has them in their charts. But when they have like such similar energy like that as like very different forces, that I feel like simply put is like a very passionate aspect this is a passion project at the end of the day as much as i try to make it uh (laughs) journalistic and uh, like interviewing musicians you know it's a passion project that i had like wanted to do for a while so that sure makes sense yeah i was also curious if because there's like a huge like cancer leo a little bit of Pisces, a little bit of Virgo. You said you had a Virgo moon. I have a so I have the same moon sign as the show. Which is really cool as a passion project. Yeah. Do you know if you have any cancer placements? Yeah. Uh Venus and Mars. Brilliant. It yeah. shows, it comes out, you know. <laughs> um, because there's so it was the cancer, sun, and mercury and rising for the mm-hmm. show. Um But then, so, like, looking at that rising as, like, sort of what sets up the houses, um, just, like, how, like, the zodiac goes, like, Aries is where you start. Aries is the first, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it goes all the way through Pisces. Um, Houses 1 through 12 have a similar sort of theme, if that makes sense. So like mm-hmm. houses, I won't go too deep into houses, but I just thought this was an interesting sort of tangent um, mm-hmm. just because houses, you really have to have a specific like time. But so the cancer placements for this show all fall into the 12th house. 
um which so that that was the sun and, and mercury right i'm not yes. looking at the chart but i had looked it up just before this uh because i also have sun and mercury in my 12th house that is interesting yeah. data there yeah. Yeah, yeah and so i also um i've come to learn a lot about the 12th house i my moon is there and that seems small but it ends up very much having an influence <laughs> And that and, for context, the houses each correspond to like a sign. Right. And it's like, there's some parts where it's more like thematic, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Some astrologers are like, it's not so much like the signs specifically, but to me, I don't know. My interpretation, I feel very much like 12th house has Pisces energy to me. Mm -hmm. So going on this tangent here of like the 12th house, 12th house is very subconscious water houses in general are very artistic and very like lover of the arts i do I love think. the arts that's I, again, like, why i started this i i did challenge myself to not like do sort of research into like the podcast here because i was like mm -hmm. i just want to like come do in a cold blind. yeah i want to do it i do just, hope, like, i do hope you give it a give it a go yeah 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 no, it was like truly just like I wanted to go in as like just looking at the just astrology, vibes. Yeah, like just vibes. See what comes up, you know, see what resonates and be like, oh my God, it's real. Cause I didn't know that. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> but so to me, 12th house also has like a very kind of psychedelic undertone. Nice. Um like psychedelic stuff a lot. Like I'm just throwing stuff, seeing what sticks. But um to me, I think. It's the house of the subconscious, which like could be your own, but also like I imagine, do you sort of get into the like universe theories? Like you're kind of like wherever the talk, the person you're talking to wants to take you here. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very like um I mean, so like I'm also a Gemini rising and this follows through with Gemini rising in general from what I've heard and like read is that like pretty much down to talk about any topic mm -hmm. and like I will often just like you know like I'm very open to letting whoever I'm talking to kind of take the reins of the conversation and I'll keep it going with questions because I'm very curious yeah to get information to get people's thoughts on things mm -hmm. which also kind of coming back to you and the show both having a Virgo moon that feels very like keeping this sort of it's like this combo for like Cancer and Virgo both like you want to have like a record or like you want to keep like an archive sort of mm -hmm. of like all of these conversations or like all of these like artistic ventures like Virgo is very much your like doer like that's if you were up at 420 posting um <laughs> but um like they're they're the like make sure all of the the pieces come together for the show but like cancer i think also has like the most insane memory in my experience cancers especially like emotional memory or like experiential memory like they will never forget something that I'm, happens. I'm, I'm gonna not comment on this because <laughs> my mom's birthday was yesterday happy birthday, happy mom. birthday. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah she's, a, she's a listener of the show uh, i love you mom happy birthday no comment <laughs> no that speaks for itself but yeah. i mean i think 
And it doesn't even have to be like in a bad way. It doesn't have to yeah. be like, it's like, there's such an intense, like emotional understanding that like, they just remember. And like, I could tell before you said that this was a passion project. I was like, I feel that like you wanted to get into some sort of either radio or like some sort of like interview music seemed like the vibe. I already had been doing that, but like writing them up and I kind of got this feeling that like, well, one, a lot of because of the pandemic, a lot of my interviews mm -hmm. were being done via Zoom and okay. Zoom has a record feature. And mm -hmm. also I felt like the interviews, like the conversations themselves, but the people I was talking to were more interesting than me trying to convert that and distill it through my own words. Mm. And I kind of just wanted to have people hear it like straight from the artist's mouth. Yeah. No, I think that's really powerful. I think that also kind of getting back to this like hugely water theme in like the show's chart um, where like not just the cancer placements in the 12th house, it's also got like, I, so admittedly, I tend to have a bigger knowledge base on like personal planets just because I am mm -hmm. like, this is cool to see like, on an interpersonal level because yeah, we the, don't have to get all the way out to Pluto today. We can. <laughs> yeah. No, but like the little bit that I saw about some of the outer planets was interesting too, where like a lot of water there too. And mm -hmm. like when it comes to creative energy, like seeing sort of how they interact with the personal planets, like I remember the sun and Neptune having a really strong, like flowing aspect, like, back to that geometry for a second like mm -hmm. those are like speaking together nicely and like neptune is a very like pisces ruled planet super creative super art focused and neptune the god very associated with water yes out of the yes um so neptune and then jupiter both have a very like watery theme in astrology here where so each planet has like a ruler right some have more than one um so like pisces pisces is ruled by neptune and jupiter but so long story there both of those are in pisces in the show's chart so jupiter and neptune which both are at home in pisces are in pisces in the chart so it's like that adding on to the existing water energy you're you're in the shit with the people you're talking to like you're like starting off like maybe talking about their new projects like maybe and because of the nature of music quite frankly like it's never just like this is my job like this is just like you know, cut and dry, like I, I log in and like, that's time for me to make yeah. music, you know? <laughs> Punching so, my time card at the studio. Exactly. Which it's I mean, like, you kind of do, but then you have to pay usually. <laughs> it's like, there's, you're not in music because you don't love it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're, when talking about and again, maybe there's someone who's like really to the letter, like really just like hemmed up about how they create music. And they're like, yeah, it's like not emotional. I just do some stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sure that there's a market for everyone there, but I feel like 
this show you're like trying to get into the shit with people like you're trying to like hear like what their motivations are like they're accidentally talking about this story that like they I don't know if not like um coming to God moment or like some sort of like their life story comes out in their music that like you're interested in hearing mm-hmm. like there's something very like deep in that that isn't just like oh like here's like the technical aspect or like this is like yeah like you're getting the story I I know I did kind of riff that bit about psychedelics but it's like that to me like it feels like that was that's a vibe for the type of conversation that you like to have in this maybe uh yeah I mean I definitely um I have talked to some people about psychedelics on the show like psychedelic drugs on the Mm. show that has been a topic that's come up. I am very, just like on a personal level, very drawn to anything very cerebral and mind bendy. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of music, like I do like production that's very, I mean, I, I like I like pretty much all music across the board. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like specific artists that I hear in there that I don't like, but any genre, there's definitely something in that genre that I appreciate. Sure. Yeah, but I definitely like very um, uh, like my favorite favorite music is very. It's not always like psychedelic music in in the genre sense, but it's like mm-hmm. there's something about the production that is very um, very deep and like thoughtful in in that sense and very immersive and tries to like spread itself out sonically mm-hmm. like to the edges of recording, like create like a landscape more than just. Um, you know, a lot of like mainstream music these days is like geared to sound systems that are, you know, like earbuds or like Bluetooth sets or whatever, where mm. like, I like music that is like, oh, I got to put this on like good ass speakers because there's, <laughs> there's tiny things in the background that like, I want to be able to hear. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I guess I'll add a layer of like, when I say psychedelic, I don't mean like acid. Like, I mean, yeah. like, this sort of activation of the subconscious um where like to me as a water sign myself there's something about like across the board cancer pisces the different water houses there's something so subconscious that i feel or like that i'm in tune with that like I don't have necessarily like the words for in the moment or like, I don't know. There's like something that is just like an undercurrent or it just felt somehow that like comes into your interactions that comes into like the type of people you reach out to that comes into like, who would like want to engage, like how you are conversing with each other, like what just comes out that like you wouldn't have even thought to like ask or like, (laughs) You know, there's like the subconscious is like such a powerful part of like any of the signs truly, but some are much more blatant, much more like this is what you get, like what you see is what you get. I need to understand it. Mm -hmm. I like here's, you know, the agenda points A, B and C like, but when I think of water, this is like a bit of a, a tangent, but I have kind of like a weird, um, ability to remember a lot when it comes to astrology like when I see someone's chart like I'm gonna remember your birth chart now accidentally Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life like 
Um, it's like a gift and a curse because I have this database, but then like, if I have a falling out with someone, I will remember their birth chart forever or like, (laughs) you know, because I think to me, it comes to life. Like to me, Mm -hmm. like I see it in what they do and the work they do and their relationships in their relationship to me. So I think of like, when I think of really strong, like water energy, um, I immediately think of Kurt Cobain. So his birth chart, I've never seen so much water in my life. Like it's insane. (laughs) Like it's like all Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, like basically nothing else. And so like, I think of how much like and 12th house in general, like there's occasionally musicians that come up that I never know how accurate birth chart like timings are for celebrities. But yeah. sometimes and also I'm like, like where where are you guys getting that that info? Unless it comes like right from their mouth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's like I'll believe it, I guess. If if the shoe fits, I'll I'll believe it. But um, so it's kind of like with a grain of salt, but occasionally like a very water heavy or like a very like 12th house, fourth house, eighth house, the water houses here, um, celebrity will like come to fame. And every time it like so clearly is not their vibe. <laughs> you know, they're like, I need to just like be home like by myself or like there is a moment that they have this sort of like, crashing down of sorts where they're like I can't be this person for all of you or like I can't Mm -hmm. be so like widely consumed even though like this is my passion this is like I live and die for this literally I'm gonna call out I'm gonna call out Frank Ocean right now if you can hear this release a goddamn (laughs) album (laughs) god yeah when the world needed him most he vanished (laughs) yes no, and I honestly glad you brought him up, fellow Scorpio. Um, if his birth chart is right online, he's also a great example of big 12th house energy. It's said that he has a Scorpio rising and a lot of his chart is Scorpio. So he, I mean, I've always like, like I, I love his music, but I've also just resonated with him as like, mm-hmm. it's a gift that we get to see anything he makes. Like, yeah. <laughs> You know, and like that sounds so like, oh, but like to me, like understanding what it's like to even have like a singular 12th house placement and Scorpio placements. Like, I know that sounds like, ah, whatever, get over it. But it's like, to me, it's like sharing anything I create is so vulnerable. And like so many times I haven't even really gotten into creative pursuits just because I'm like, this is not something I really want to share. And like mm-hmm. when in like our first like conversation, like when you were like, Hey, like are you interested in doing this? And I was like, yeah, I'm not really a musician. I like, I love music and I did try, like I got into it at various stages of my life, but mostly starting at like age six, I was playing piano and like mm-hmm. really continually like, um concert piano as I got older and like performing because like when you're good at music you have to perform it and Mm -hmm. like that sort of stuff otherwise you're just like playing by yourself and like no one is hearing it and that's I'm sure fulfilling and enlightening to many but most people are like well you should be like performing and you should like start a band or something Mm -hmm. uh but like to me the notion like when I did have to perform and I did have to like play for other people 
it made me like melt down. <laughs> I was like, I like can't do it. Like this is not me. Like this is, you know, something that's fun and creative for me and I love doing it. Mm-hmm. But something about like having to like get out and like show myself to the world um as a musician just like shut me down. And so like obviously I don't know Frank Ocean um and I know that like he clearly has the ability to perform and to create and like do all of this for the public but there is like so much that I'm just like I can tell that like this is his whole heart and soul like (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and it's like it's so incredible that like he's able to create in a way that like we can tell like we can really feel everything along he puts with him. so much of himself in. like even though like right. it's very it's a very it kind of is a very scorpio like i think of blonde as like a like mm-hmm. it's a very scorpio album even though it was released i think during leo season the year it came out it was over the yeah. summer yeah yeah uh, it might have been the beginning of virgo season like late august yeah but um you know it's like that album is super nostalgic it's mm-hmm. all about like this this lost love and like him looking back at like all the lost loves of his youth but it's also like it's full of just like those kind of like references and scene settings where it's it feels very personal like i can't Mm -hmm. see and necessarily understand like the clear picture of what was what led to this relationship i just know that like you're just opening up and being super emotionally vulnerable about it and it's full of these little snapshots of of images that are just like very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's like a, a mysterious quality that is like associated with Scorpio, but it's also like yeah. very like emotionally, just emotionally vulnerable looking back on the past. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that quality of being able to see, even though, like you said, like we really don't know what has happened for the most part. Like we mm-hmm. don't know his relationships. He keeps it very quiet. Like, mm-hmm it's very much not for us to know, but there's still this, like, the reason he's, like, able to become, like, not, like, a meme in, like, a bad way, but, like, genuinely, like, you see, like, Instagram memes being, like, oh, Frank Ocean, like, I'm I'm in my bag. The the joke about how he synthesized COVID-19 in a lab so he wouldn't have to play Coachella that year, you know, that's, that's how well-known he is as, like, a reclusive artist type right and right. Uh, you know like it's anytime he's spotted out like riding his bike publicly in like brooklyn <laughs> then right. you know like the internet's like oh frank ocean sighting <laughs> right um but yeah but you you brought up how like you know he like the last song on blonde futura free has yeah. a lyric i ain't on no schedule i ain't on your schedule yeah and so it's just like you know he's truly just you know, on one hand, he has achieved this this fame and like public recognition as an incredible songwriter whose whose music and art is vastly anticipated at any given time, even when there's no promise of it. Right. And he like, <laughs> and right. you know, he just seems very content with just like, I'm gonna make the project that I want to make. Yeah. I am going to release something when I'm happy with it. And maybe not. Maybe it's not even whether he's happy with it. Maybe he just doesn't. Maybe he's totally happy with whatever he has, whatever he's sitting on right now. And he's just like, make Now's him wait. Now's not the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like it right now. Yeah. Because he knows it's going to, he knows it's going to like blow up because right. everybody and their mom's going to listen to it. 
<laughs> yeah. No, it's like that, like anticipation too of just being like, because he does deliver. Like it's like it's not this question, mm-hmm. like oh, will it be good? Like oh, like I don't know. Like I, I've been on the train. I'm outing myself as like a former like odd future head. Um, <laughs> so like way back when I just like um, put my arms up and did a little raise the roof. This isn't a visual medium, so I'll provide that context. Yes, important, very important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the back in the day, like even obviously then, like he was still very under the radar, but like <laughs> he was more present and like part of things. And like, you know, even thinking nostalgia ultra, like even thinking like everything, there is just this ability to see yourself, even if you know that like, you have no experience even similar to what he's felt or had or anything like no but you listen to blonde and you're like oh yeah like my my <laughs> I ex, know. my ex from when i was 16 like <laughs> i still <laughs> like that still does have like the capabilities of like hurting me but or like right. making me feel like like emotional you know you don't have to know his specifics to to have those songs hit you in a way that it like takes you back on a train of your own nostalgic thought. I also, uh, something you said earlier, like when he was coming up with Odd Future, even before Nostalgia Ultra, the reason he put Nostalgia Ultra out was because he, his career started behind the scenes. He was songwriting for other people. Mm-hmm. And then he only put Nostalgia Ultra out because I think it was Def Jam was his label. Yeah, uh, They didn't want to put it out. And so he uh... took it into his own hands and released it for free and it blew the fuck up and you know all of a sudden everyone wanted to have frank ocean on a track and like everyone wanted to like sign frank ocean because honestly def jam fumbled the bag on frank ocean pretty sure it was def jam i would i would believe but yes i it's that like understated but incredibly talented vibe of Mm -hmm. just like he i feel like he knew like you like you never know like what you're gonna be in life like before it happens but you kind of can tell when someone's like ah, I just know that like the time will come like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I feel like he knows what he makes is good which is why he can get away with doing what he does yeah. <laughs> all love all love love him so dearly even though obviously I don't know him it's just like this this very long tangent here about essentially to me what the 12th house means um like I think it also helps for the non-astrology heads who I probably already lost talking about geometry but um (laughs) I think like seeing how it plays out in real life like that to me is what really got me into astrology beyond like having the background information just being like oh shit there's like a similarity between all these different people that I both know and don't know that like they share this chart component and it's not just like oh their birthday's in October like there's something that you know combines people from genres like such different genres people from such different like spheres of the world like there's something that I can recognize as a quality of like, oh yeah, like this person is so gifted, so like emotionally like 
like he can convey something that it's not even like words like when honestly also glad you brought up Futura Free because like that song for a lot of people I'm sure is kind of like okay that was really long and like mm-hmm. <laughs> why did we have to do that and this isn't like this only isn't like long a hit. Because, yeah it, it's only long because half of it it like it stops and there's silence for like mm-hmm. 45 seconds to a minute and then there's this recording of his little brother and his little brother's friends like talking about like what they want to be when they grow up and like mm-hmm. and you know, just like I that there's a lot of moments on Blonde that you know <laughs> get me real real like dewy eyed and like straight up weepy sometimes but yeah. like that one is like always such a like it's a it's a happy cry at the end because it's just like I, it's just kids being kids and there's such an innocent pure quality to it that is really really beautiful and it's like really the perfect summation and like way to close this album that like is a a top fiver for a lot of people I know. Yeah. To me, I think with time, it got to be more meaningful. Like in general, I feel like I love the way his albums flow and like how like listening start to finish, like Mm -hmm. that truly anything he does is just so like, and I, I do want to say that I give most artists this, like that they are intentional about like what they start with and like all of the pieces of their process. But like, to me, just like, I feel like I regard his albums as like a complete unit instead mm-hmm. of like separate songs. Yeah. And like, there's something so like, he feels to me like a musician who also is like a filmmaker, you know, like there's like, he does like a piece of work like he's like not like releasing a single like even if he is he's not you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and it's like he is like he's sitting on it it's like it's got this hype behind it but ultimately it comes out and it's like no one sees a movie in the same way like no mm-hmm. one sees like a no one reads a book and has the same conclusion like there's something that is so just like, like he is creating something that, again, it's this like subconscious that we all have and like we all take pieces from it, um, you know, or like we all create our own story and like we live life with it essentially like blonde comes out you listen to it things happen in your life and like you're remembering the past you're thinking of the future you're like in the subconscious I don't know how like (laughs) physics-y you like to get but um I've come around to this concept recently of how like time specifically is like the past present and future all in the same moment and how like yes technically we're experiencing linear time like there's you know what I just said five minutes ago is over but like there's something very real about when something activates your subconscious like that. And like Mm -hmm. you are experiencing something so vividly that is not happening anymore or like something that is yet to come or something that you don't necessarily have words for that to me feels so like strongly linked to any sort of musical or creative endeavor that like, yeah, you kind of are coping with the fact that like time has this like inability to properly make linear (laughs) 
yeah i'm i'm going in all of this depth because i'm trying to really get the like background on what like water signs water houses like these are your prominent themes in your your podcast yeah yeah so i'm not just going on a tear because i love frank ocean um, well we i mean but i would we, we are kind i of, would you know we, i would <laughs> happy, happy to do that as well when yeah. when you were saying that i went to google uh d'angelo oh yeah because i was wondering it doesn't seem like anyone has this rising sign but like I was wondering if he might also have like a heavy 12th house just because like he went 14 years between releasing albums and now he's got another eight. And it's like, I would also love to hear from you, D'Angelo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. And like, this is to me, like what brings astrology to life, like having the like real life, like, oh, thinking of other artists who like when they show up, it's an event you know, and like, they're so quiet. They're so like, I couldn't tell yeah. you what he's up to. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, no, like, but if he, cause this is what happened in 2014, D'Angelo and the Vanguard released um, Black Messiah. Mm. Fantastic album, amazing yeah. production, as you would expect from a D'Angelo album. But is it was 14 years since his last album. It was 14 years since Voodoo, but he dropped it. And like, everyone was just like, oh shit yeah like i'm gonna listen to this yeah. because it's d'angelo it's like he didn't have to hype it up you know he yeah. didn't have to have like a, a an album rollout or anything it was just right. there one day i mean i think he i don't think it was one of those surprise releases it might have been at the time but i don't know because that was like real big in vogue after beyonce started doing it around that mm. time but yes. um you know yes. he just he just showed up one day uh and it was like oh yeah d'angelo and he's still really good uh, look at that who would have thought? <laughs> I am, while you're talking, I'm also looking at his birth chart just so that I can see. He does have Pisces, Mercury, um, Aquarius, Sun, which also I feel like when they're when they're not trying to talk, they won't, mm, yep. in my experience. Um, yeah, Pisces mm -hmm. being also of this theme that we're discussing here, where if not, to me, the lines do blur between like, 12th house Pisces energy yeah would love to know <laughs> a birth time but that's okay make do um he's very airy though he's Libra moon Aquarius sun something Saturn and Gemini okay does he does have a looks like a Taurus Mars which Taurus might explain Mars. why he can be very slow in putting things out yeah, he's not going to do something he's until it's ready. He's going to move at his own pace, yeah. Right, which I think can also speak to that, like, Scorpio-Taurus opposites being quite similar. Mm -hmm. Where, like, just like Frank Ocean isn't going to release something before it's ready, um, a Taurus placement also wouldn't. If you rush me, I will move slower. Exactly. Like, on exactly. purpose, despite you. <laughs> and let me think about my word. Like, let me think about my response before like don't don't press me to respond right away like right, right. Let, me, let me think it over <laughs> right but it's like when you know then you're like you're ready like there's no stopping yeah you. you're not changing it's my like, mind <laughs> right i'm i'm moving forward with what i've decided I'm trying to think i've definitely covered the water houses very well at this point or like water signs the planets that the show's chart has um i guess i'd also like to shout out leo i did start talking about 
like the Venus and Mars being super close together in like the configuration of the chart. So like at that day, they were at the exact same spot. Like, so Leo also is just like, like they get their reputation for being like, if you know a Leo, they definitely know they're a Leo. Like they are like outspoken about it. They like start like, we're now in July and like my friends who are Leos are like, Leo season's basically here. Like, <laughs> you know, there's still like 20 more days until it happens, but they're celebrating their birthdays like a month in advance. Their cancer friends were like, no, it's not. Like, it's not even my birthday. <laughs> wait, <this is> wait. <laughs> right, right. So Leos definitely have like, they're the showmen. They're like, they're putting mm -hmm. on a show. They're making a production, you know? But at the same time, they're incredibly like thoughtful about what happens there. Like they're, they might be the loudest in the room, but they're also making sure that the room is functioning, mm -hmm. you know? And so like seeing Venus and Mars as like a creative influence like in something like a podcast I'm like that being following the birth time that you gave me puts it roughly in the second house which is very much like a career house like mm -hmm. work and things so it would make sense to me having like I think the because the moon it was like the first degree of Virgo. So it just went from a Leo moon to a Virgo moon. Mm -hmm. So I think those are pretty close together in the chart. So having the moon and the Venus and Mars all in the second house is like very much like creative endeavor for career purposes or like for like, work relationships or mm -hmm. something of that nature you know it can be it's technically this Taurus like themed house if you will but very much rules over like I guess broadly termed like assets so like material things material things yeah like stuff that in a person's chart would be yeah. like stuff that you have or like things that you keep around maybe daily routines even which that kind of varies like there's the other earth ruled houses i guess like those all in my eyes have an undercurrent of like routine and like daily like day-to-day -day mm -hmm. what you do um which like for most of us does look like a career or like a job but yeah you have this incredibly creative influence over the like one of the career focused houses you know, to sort of complement the incredibly like subconscious, like go with the flow, like you're kind of like, we'll see where the, this takes us um, of the, the bits in like the eighth and the 12th houses. Um, you've got your grounding with your Virgo moon in the second. <laughs> um, where you're like, okay here's my setup, here's my agenda. These are the people that I want to talk to. And like, this is sort of where I want this to go. Like, but Leo is like a very creative placement um, or sign. And so I also speak with, <laughs> as a person with Leo in my chart, 
which is an interesting thing because Scorpio and Leo are one of those like challenge pairings. So to have it within myself. I mean, like I said, I have Virgo moon and Gemini rising personally. So those are also in that sort of 90 degree yeah. position. You know, it's, there's friction there, right? Right, right. And it's like, it's, it's interesting to see it play out in like external, like between two people, but also like in within yourself, it's, mm -hmm. I can definitely see it in myself sometimes. But um, anyway, I brought that up because every time I talk astrology with like another astrologer or like I've had readings done in the past, just honestly, cause it's fun. It's like, I like to go to a reading and especially if they don't think I know astrology, like I show up and I'm like, all right, some questions for you. And honestly, just because I am very close to the source material of myself, it is good to sometimes hear from like a removed perspective mm -hmm. every single time without fail, because so my moon and rising are both Leo. So it's a pretty significant bit. Mm -hmm. And every time without fail, the like, other astrology person I'm talking to is like, you need to have a creative outlet. You need to create something. You need to like perform in a way that like you're comfortable with, like, mm -hmm. but it's like, you need, otherwise it just like life sucks for you. <laughs> and so every time that like the conversation around like Leo placements, because everyone has their own sort of perspective. Um, but Leo is very much like a performer, like it's your theater kids, but it's also like your, like it's costume. It's like person who like plans the party. Like it's person who like cares enough to show up. Like they celebrate themselves, but they'll celebrate you too. You know, <laughs> it feels like the, so whereas like the water signs you're describing is very like the emotional side of creativity. This is sort of like the public side of creativity, like what like ends up being kind of shared, like in a community sense, right. a creative endeavor. Right. Like I think if, if this the podcasts like chart didn't have like the leo in this second house of work and career and such you probably wouldn't have made it <laughs> like <laughs> you like would have wanted to do it but it would have remained as kind of like oh like maybe i'm like talking to musicians and like i'm enjoying that conversation a lot and i'll remember it for the rest of my life but i'm not putting it on a public platform or like i'm not Sorry, like let me tell you <laughs> this was I wanted to do this for two years before this this show came out like over yeah. two years like I first had the inkling to want to do this in 2019 I recorded yeah. some interviews with people but it was like I didn't have the uh like the like the right equipment or or like setting for it and I didn't sure. really like know what I wanted it to be yet and so I you know opted to to shelve it and mm -hmm. waited two years and then you know, because of sort of, I realized that I was doing this all via Zoom and it was just like, mm -hmm. this This was, became my studio, you know, I'm yeah. like at home right now and I'm just like recording. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, I guess that, that really does follow. Yeah, it's like that also just like the power of that. Again, it only happens really like once a year. Some years it doesn't even happen at all that like Venus and Mars coming together like mm. the same place in their rotation um that is like a very powerful activating force like that yeah. like 
you're propelling your work like you're propelling something that is meaningful to you creating these relationships and like obviously like the whole chart would be different if you did this at a different time like it wouldn't still presumably have been a well it could have been a cancer but you know so like the chart is very specific to the moment in time but it's like those forces to me looking at the chart and how it sort of shakes out like is very much like what propelled it and you were like yes this is the time like this mm -hmm. is for public consumption and not just like me having an interest in talking to musicians or like me having an interest in like having this sort of archive but it's like for me and not necessarily like to share i think the importance also i said it sort of as an aside but like that merger of like cancer and virgo energy in this chart that is so creative and so like wanting to express and create those pieces also being so like cancer and virgo both like they don't forget and i said that already but it's like this is like a living archive you know <laughs> like this is very much something to be like i talked to this person on this day and like these things specifically and the nature of podcasts is that like anyone listening to this can go back and listen to the first episode yeah that i guess that's the gist for me yeah that i mean that a lot of that makes sense another um some uh you said the venus of the show is in mm -hmm. the second house which is also where my venus is in my personal chart so another similarity there it's honestly like it's weird how it plays out but like so i mentioned in an aside my friend and i have a podcast and we've both just been absolutely pelted by life lately but we mm -hmm. will pick it back up we will what's continue. the name of the show Plug it, plug it, plug it, plug it. Um, oh my God. It's so, so it was a quarantine creation where again, two people with too much to say, we're like, let's make a podcast. But so it's called Hot Girls for Bullying. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, we're on all platforms. I make, well, we both make memes of just random stuff we talk about. There's like no through line but we sort of have things that we'll come back to a lot um the name was truly just like we need to name our podcast something what's something kind of funny yeah we're not like bullying in like the classic sense but like you know so i'm a scorpio my friend is a gemini the thing that binds scorpios and gemini's because we're very different in a lot of senses. The thing that binds us is like, we're not afraid to like say the controversial thing mm -hmm. or like, we're not afraid to like hurt someone's feelings. <laughs> um, and again, it's like, it's always like, what is it punching up? Like, it's like, we're never like, oh, this guy sucks. Like, it's always more general commentary like we're not like picking a singular person if we're picking a singular person as like a celebrity that like um our most recent episode we talked about like the very weird realm of like celebrity like sects that like leaks like the oh, army yeah. hammers the like tiger woods like <laughs> the 
all of those things. Yeah, the, just... I mean, those guys can afford to be like knocked down a peg or two on a on a niche, right? Like, DIY podcast, you know, <laughs> they can right. take the hit. <laughs> I was like, for for the few people that might be listening, um, I think they'll agree with us, honestly. And ultimately, those people have like millions of dollars, and we'll be okay. Yeah, so it's like bullying, but like in the nice, not nice, but like <laughs> in, the, in a nice way. Bullying in the way that's like ethical. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we started that, and I remember like just out of curiosity, also doing like the birth chart, and it was like super like Scorpio Gemini, like very much like a merger of both of us, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's actually so bizarre that like. <laughs> this like whim of a decision it was never something we were planning to do but yeah november of 2020 we were like what if we make a podcast and like scorpio i think it was like scorpio gemini moon that day like we were just making memes of god knows what while like in the house just being like are we gonna die like (laughs) you know so definitely a product of its time but Mm -hmm. yeah offspring of whether it's an actual person or like a creative pursuit whatever often the chart will reflect similarities which I think in my eyes that would make me believe in astrology to a degree (laughs) (laughs) Um, if I was on the fence I'd be like well there was no one planned this but a lot of similarity yeah 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 so Venus in the second house you have that and then Virgo moon would that no you're because you have a different rising uh yeah yeah, yeah. um I think the moon is in my fourth house Hmm. I liked being there yeah yeah fourth house is the technically cancer ruled and cancer has the moon as its like ruling planet Mm -hmm. yeah it's also like a like a house of parenting it's like a very maternal like cancer is a very maternal sign and the show is my baby it's my little (laughs) my sweet little baby (laughs) yeah no I mean it's like any sort of home or like parent or something familiar honestly was the word Mm -hmm. to me that comes up I don't know that there was anything in the fourth yeah no it would be Scorpio would be fourth house the show well i guess that's me i'm here Uh, (laughs) i'm in the fourth house yeah another thing though that was interesting you said that you set it to publish in the morning Mm -hmm. do you so i guess because you're doing it in an interview fashion like it's just whenever people are free or do you have like a usual like morning or night designation for when you do work when i'm recording i gotta stay till at least the afternoon but that's like because i can't uh like i need to be awake for a few hours before i can like really really function and so i usually Mm -hmm. find by the like i'm not a morning person at all like i'm a morning person by necessity because i have to be at work at eight which means i have to wake up at at six because like if i wake up at seven and like stumble out of bed and like grog my way to work like I need to get a little coffee in me I need to get hydrated a bit have something to eat but I feel like I'm much more talkative by the afternoon 
and I, you know it, it also has to do with like my availability um right like my day job and scheduling and stuff yeah this is gonna be hard to describe without a visual but it's i'll try my best so okay. <laughs> um i made that comment just because seeing so again envisioning the chart as like a big circle um that starts with the rising so the rising kind of cuts the circle in half there's like then a top half and a bottom half where so starting from I guess starting from the left, you have like first house and then you go all the way around the circle. Counterclockwise. Yes, counterclockwise. That that helped a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so again, having that sort of slice where like first starts and then you make it halfway around and then you hit the seventh house and then you go all the way around. So if you look at that cut in half you can have a pretty like you can have a mix of planets like most people do but in some cases if you're let's say you have a lot of planets in your seventh through twelfth houses so like all on that top of the circle which is the case of the podcast's chart um that designates it a day chart because it's above the horizon so that like line that cuts across is the horizon line. Um, and so then if you had all, mostly all of your planets in those like first through sixth, then that would be a, a night chart. So almost all of the podcast's planets were above the horizon. So I was like, oh, day chart, there must be, and I mean, I guess for the podcast itself getting posted in the morning. <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> yeah it was like that was like a very significant like almost everything was above that line so it's like it's hitting the streets in the morning for sure mm. which again seeing how it plays out in my own chart almost everything is below and i am a nocturnal creature myself um not a morning person whatsoever and i it's like <laughs> it's literally night and day who i am at 7 a.m versus 7 p.m <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm definitely a, a night owl more so than yeah. uh, a morning person. Mm -hmm. Really, I'm just like a, a late afternoon person. That's that's the golden time. For like two to six is yeah. that's when I should like I wish we lived in a world where I could just get everything done from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. and right. make an affordable wage off that and probably sleep and chill the rest of the time. I feel like we should be headed to that, honestly. Like, <laughs> I feel like that would be, I mean, some people I know that I heard something that like 3 p.m. is generally an exhausting time for most people. I think because of the schedule we're like supposed yeah. to have, um, like people hit a slump at three or like mid afternoon there. But I definitely do on work days. Exactly. Yeah. So like yeah. work days can be exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Especially to not be a morning person and have to start mm. promptly in the morning. Yeah. I've gotten to a decent place with it where I can have, I like I come in to work with a little pep most days and, That's you know, good. try to keep yeah. like a positive attitude about it and then just get, get to doing something and 
you know, ease into my day. Again, don't yep. rush me. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, I'm familiar. I, one of my prior roommates was a Taurus and he still is. I just don't live with him anymore. Um, <laughs> still a Taurus. Um, but we had a very good understanding of like, <laughs> we're not talkers in the morning. <laughs> we, but like, it was a very unspoken, like no one's mad. No one's mad. Just you don't mind if I grunt at you. That's just, I can't make words. It's just right. mm. like, I need to like get my brain going. Like I don't have any thoughts yet. <laughs> I'll definitely like go going into work. I'll pass someone I know in the hallway, like on my way to like the room that I work out of and mm-hmm. like, they'll say hi and I'll, I'll think I'm saying hi, but then like a second <laughs> after I'll be like, did I just go like, uh, right like do like what what noise just emitted from my mouth like what excuse for like words <laughs> didn't did i just like kind of drool out like Ugh. oh god yeah <laughs> no yeah i think i mean at this point i'm all remote like i'm just walking across <laughs> my room to my desk and starting my work day but i'm like <laughs> reflecting on having to like have conversation in the morning i'm like man i like you I feel like I would, I would say stuff in the moment. Like I was just on such autopilot, but then I would like remember it like in the afternoon. I'd be like, oh, I really did talk to that person this Mm. morning. (laughs) I just like totally forgot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mornings, some notes for mornings. Yeah. So I guess I've kind of said as much as I can think of for um applicable podcast yeah. um chart reading i guess i like, think that was like more than enough like that was fantastic thank you i'm glad to glad to say it's gonna oh. be fun listening to this back again and like keeping these things in mind especially like the the kind of similarities it has to like my own personal birth chart sure yeah it's also funny because like it's only in the last two years that I've like read more about astrology. Like mm. I've known it was a thing for however long, but I only like growing up, I only knew like sun sign stuff. Uh, mm. It wasn't until like a couple of years ago that I even like heard the term birth chart. and was like, oh, there's like sure. more to it than that. Yeah. Um, and then only Very within cool. the last two years, because I had so much downtime to just like <laughs> read a lot of things like. Right. One like Gemini rising, I'm very curious. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I feel like Virgo moon makes me like it makes me want to know like like research details like mm-hmm. and specifics and get things like sorted and correct. And then like Taurus, I have sort of this like like fixed energy that uh, is like very much like all or nothing. So like I read mm-hmm. like a lot about it in. Um, downtime during pandemic because like before that I would probably be the type that's like eh, it's for you know like it seems fun for those people like whatever like like I knew enough about my birth chart from having it done where I could like if you had if we had met like at a show or like out Mm. in the world somewhere and you asked me like for my big three I could tell you but I wouldn't be Mm -hmm. able to tell you like oh yeah you know it, it shows because I'm this way this way and this way sure yeah I think that like comes with living it like you can know to me like even as someone like very comfortable and familiar with astrology like when someone tells me their chart or like when someone shares maybe like 
their significant other's chart or like someone else in their life that I don't know, like it just comes across so differently in each person that it's like, you can know the information, but like how it presents to me is much more of like almost a sociology. Like it's almost Mm -hmm. like, okay, like this person I know in this setting, they have the same moon sign as this other person I know. And I do feel kind of similar around them, but it changes because of their job or like the thing Mm -hmm. that they do or the way that I know them or like, you know, there's so many pieces that like, as you're familiar with it, it's like pieces start to come together and you're like, oh, wait, I have this friend who also does that. And they also have a birthday in May or like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like to me, it's so much more interesting doing it like that, like as like a, I'm getting to know people and I'm like seeing similarities and not just being like, because I think people write it off because like you got a few people who are like, oh, I'll never date someone because they're this sign or like I'll never talk to you because you're a Gemini or like, you know, like they learn like pop astrology and they're like, oh, for some reason, everyone hates Scorpios and Geminis. So I hate you. I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> when I hear that, no. I'm like, those are, those are like, like mo- a lot of my like closest friends are in yeah. there. Yeah, it's like uh, I think those two plus Virgo, okay, and then a little bit of Cancer. Like my best friend, like my oldest serving best friend is a Cancer, mm-hmm. but then like the other big three signs that like I have a lot of lot of friends in are Scorpio, Gemini, and Virgo, mm-hmm. and like Virgo and Gemini, I have like personal placements in. Yeah. And that, I feel like that shows up so much too, of just like, so my chart is like almost entirely Scorpio, Leo, and Sagittarius. And I feel like those three, I definitely find myself around people who either are those sun signs or like have those in their charts pretty significantly. And like things like that, where I'm like, okay. And then like, other than that, I find myself around a lot of Tauruses, a lot of Virgos, and like they, I feel like I just have an understanding. Like we have such an understanding that I like see why in my own birth chart, I'm like, oh, like they mm-hmm. fall into this part of my chart. And like um, there's a whole segment of astrology that's on like compatibility, like not specifically romantically, but just like how your chart and someone else's like Mm -hmm. kind of talk to each other, if you will. Um, And so like, that's when you get into like who you vibe with, who you really like feel heard by and like who challenges you and like who is like, yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff that can happen there in it's called synastry. So that's like your compatibility, I guess, if you will. But yeah, I think, to me, it's just like such a fun tool to use when like sometimes it's not going to be right. Like, or sometimes it's going to be like, oh, this doesn't really apply in this instance. But like, that's just this one person, this other person, it applies really well. And like they read their moon sign, like blurb on what that means. And they're like, oh, this this hits. And another person is like, oh, I don't know. So yeah, I think it's an interesting tool. And I think it's not 
something to write people off for but <laughs> yeah, if, if you don't want to do it then just don't then just don't do it yeah. it's that easy but it's, you yeah. know I like to have data on people. I like to learn. As <laughs> as a Scorpio, I love mm-hmm. to know more than people like think I do. <laughs> and know? honestly, that's like Scorpio, that's like a stereotype of Scorpios, but I feel that is also a Taurus thing, talking about similarities between opposites. Yeah. I've like Scorpios are also notoriously like private and like secretive. Right. But I feel like Tauruses can also just have that same tendency where like you don't know a lot about. Tauruses not mm-hmm. not you personally but like you might... I unfortunately do um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, well because like yes. you won't know about them unless like kind of choose you as someone we let know things mm-hmm. and so like yeah. the things that Scorpios are like stereotypically representative of Taurus mm-hmm. is sort of like yeah aren't they yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you let us take the fall that's yeah. okay yeah no because it's like when it's like a superpower of sorts when people are like not to be like when people are counting you like out (laughs) you know everything like like knowing more than you let on right i'm like oh i just know this stuff from your birthday how could i know that much about you yeah and then you're the the one sitting here confirming it for me (laughs) right i'm like oh so like you have issues with your mom huh and you're like (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like it's such an interesting tool though it's just like also I guess a Scorpio stereotype like I love to just like get to the root of things like Mm -hmm. it's it's like it can be small talky and I think I have like made it to be as deep as someone wants to go like if they're like oh like tell me about my big three or something like I'll read the room and I won't be like okay so your childhood was traumatic um (laughs) or like you know but in some cases they're like oh I'm really interested in this like they're immediately interested in like going deep like that's a different conversation than someone who's like Mm -hmm. "Mm, I don't know I'll be like oh you're like fun at parties because you're a sad um (laughs) or like you know like you kind of pander it to the conversation but it's like in some cases, people don't and they're even like, realize. Yeah, I am fun at parties. Right. I'm like, I told you what you wanted to hear. Yeah. Like, you wanted to hear <laughs> that you were fun, and I told you. But yeah, when people like actually really go deep with it, and they're like, wait, like that was really cool. And it's like the effect that I seem to have is people are like, wait, astrology actually seems interesting, and not just like some random shit that someone made up, or like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think. It is a, like a system of like belief that has been around for thousands of years and been like yeah. developed and like people have put thought into it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. A lot. yeah. Um, oh, since you mentioned uh, theater people, um, one of the, one, I, I did theater for 10 years. I can say whatever uh, I want about theater people. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the, the metaphors or, that I heard for like this, you know, like for astrology and how like a chart works um, that help make sense of like, not just like what a sign is, but also like how houses work and how aspects between planets work is um, like your rising sign sort of, because because it defines the house system, it's mm-hmm. sort of, it's sort of the stage and the theater in which everything is being played out. Like, 
Mm. Uh, like it's how the how the set is designed, how like the theater looks, um, like the different architectural features. Um, and then uh, each planet is like one of the actors. Um, yeah. And then the signs that they're in are the characters they're playing. Um, and then uh, the, or is it the sign? Yeah, the, the, yeah, okay. The planets are the actors. The signs mm. are the, the characters they're playing. Um, the houses are like the blocking and movement. Mm -hmm. And then the aspects between them are their lines that like, that like character A talks to character B. But like mm -hmm. in this scene, like character A isn't, doesn't say anything to character C. Because, right. the, because those planets don't have like an aspect together. Right. But that's that sort of just like helps like frame it in a way that was like helpful for me to understand. Like once I was like, oh shit, there's a whole bunch of, there's a whole house <laughs> system. There's a wheel inside this wheel. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm looking at, yeah, Mercury and the moon have a harmonious aspect in the show's chart, which would be, so like to use this metaphor, um, you know, Mercury's sign of communication and like, um, it's like anything communication related, so technology or disseminating of information. Um, is in cancer in the 12th house so like very introspective very like you know maybe emotionally leaning or like wanting to speak again 12th house this subconscious self wanting to be heard um is communicating really easily with the virgo moon in the second, which again, I think was one of your big propellers for like getting this out there, you know, like your, your Mercury, like what you wanted to say and like how you wanted to say it, you know, being in good communication with like, frankly, the emotional heart of the show that also was like, say what you got to say, get it out there. Here's how we're going to do it. Here's all the steps. Like Virgo is a planner before anything else. And I think that's a lot of people give Virgos shit uh, because like they, they're a little anxious about it. I will say. Um, Negative any, stereotypes are like that they're uptight or, and like type A, like mm -hmm. can't relax um, those sorts of things. And I will say that like, there's, a sort of quality you can tell when you're around someone who has primary Virgo placements in them. Um, I'm starting to like be able to that that one specifically. I'm yeah. like, fuck. It's also yeah. um uh Taurus, Virgo, and Scorpio, just because like I've been around like one is me. Well, yeah. I, well two of them are things that I have yeah. strongly and then one is like a bunch of my best friends. I'm starting to be able to like, at least mm -hmm. in the sun sign, like I'm starting to be able to like guess that when I meet someone new and like mm. 
they're acting like a fucking Virgo. <laughs> no, it's like, and when I, I talk to my roommates all the time of like these sorts of like things we notice and like things, honestly, before they lived with me, they were all like, oh, like I know my sun sign kind of vibe, but like by now they're like, mm-hmm. oh, my new coworker has a bunch of 12th house placements. I'm like, look what I did to you. Uh, <laughs> um but yeah like literally I there was one day one of my coworkers who usually goes into or one of my roommates who usually goes into work was on a call from home and like she I heard overheard from the kitchen um that she was like having this whole like her company like made a spreadsheet of everyone's signs and like they were like discussing it and this is like a biotech company like <laughs> this is like yeah everyone is like talking about their signs and I was just like I know it's because I told my roommate so much astrology (laughs) stuff that like she went into work and was like guys we gotta get into this and uh yeah so I my (laughs) not to toot my own horn but I seem to be impacting some spaces here Um, (laughs) you're an an influencer I'm an influencer but it's like (laughs) literally in like the micro interactions i'm like when i see like someone like blinks more quickly than usual i'm like oh they feel like a virgo to me or like oh fuck no why are you calling me out like (laughs) sometimes i'll just notice like i'm blinking a lot right now and only blinking more because i just realized i'm i'm blinking so much right Uh, and that's like a virgo thing to be like is anyone else noticing that i'm blinking so much like (laughs) it's like a it's it's also like mercurial because like gemini is also supposed to be very fidgety and like my Mm -hmm. rising and moon Mm -hmm. in my chart are exactly square yeah Uh, that's big too i'm a a fidgety ass person (laughs) i'm not gonna i'm an anxious person (laughs) i try my best i go to therapy i talk about i but you know sometimes and and sometimes it's not even that like i'm not even moving because i'm anxious like that's the same kind of movement I get when I'm excited about something or when I'm very passionate about something I get I I, my the speed of my voice quickens like uh, you know and I'm able to I start talking a lot and then I have like a 180 where (laughs) my Taurus ass everything down and I'm just like we're taking about silence for a few days Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you will not hear from me until further notice right no and it's like the the duality there i'm sure is exhausting i'm like i mm. like my chart has it's fun sometimes I, yeah. I like i i i think this is part nothing to do with like less to do with astrology and more just like maturing as a person mm. and where it's you know like i've learned to appreciate like different sides of myself more yeah uh, and like characteristics that felt at one point uh contradictory or paradoxical i'm yeah. like they're not they just it's both me like i'm right. like i'm like i'm truly like an ambivert like mm. i have my moments where i feel like i like i want to be social i want to be out there meeting people talking to people getting to know people mm. and then other times when i'm like please please and this is something i've heard about 12th house people too where mm. like no matter how social they are they need to take some time to just like withdraw and recharge and And yeah yep that is a huge especially if you said it's your son is in the 12th sun and mercury yeah yeah the same thing that's going on with the the show 
Yeah, which I like not only is that really interesting, but like um sun and moon specifically, like those in astrology are called the luminaries. Like mm-hmm. those are like two of your biggest like I mean your big three is a big three for a reason like those really set up your chart um but there's a lot that I've read into because my moon is in the 12th and I always just kind of was like oh that's whatever I'm a Leo moon I'm super like excitable and I'm out there and I love to hang out and like you know I'm an extrovert says the Myers-Briggs um and all these sorts of things but I noticed with time as I'm like reading more into this, I'm like, oh, this 12th house moon, like having like sun or moon in the 12th house, like you really need that time to like be by yourself or like mm-hmm. collect yourself in your own home or like in a setting that is like you are not being consumed by anything else or it will like genuinely happen. Like when I mm-hmm. think of like, times that I've been overextending myself and I'm so clearly burning out and like I get sick or like I like something will happen like my plans will cancel or like something will just like be like you can't do this today like (laughs) you know there's a time and a place where like it's just enough and like I think 12th house specifically I have a very close friend who has so much of her chart in the 12th house I hear from her like once a month like (laughs) you know (laughs) love her to death and I know that like the second like we do need something or like there is a like she's there she's absolutely like a dependable friend but like in a very real sense (laughs) she checks out you know Mm -hmm. and like I understand that I'm like I'll we'll check in next month or like (laughs) you know whenever you feel like it I'm like getting to a point in life again just like part you can probably find astrological reasons uh yeah yeah but also just like part of you know maturing is just like you know people will hit me up when they hit me up like people are busy like I'm busy other people are busy like we'll get in touch when we get in touch and like especially like in my relationships with close friends it's like Mm -hmm. you know I love you guys like I want to talk to you as often as and see you as often as possible but like part of being an adult is that we got shit going on absolutely and yeah we'll make time to hang because we both want to exactly and it's like some in some cases it's just like easier to make it happen and like yeah I guess to be specific like this is a friendship that like we both know that we care about each other and like there are times when like we've just been in closer proximity and like we will see each other more but like when we're sort of further away it's like oh she's doing her thing I'm doing my thing and it's not like a who cares more or less like Mm -hmm. there there are plenty of friendships that I'm like oh this person kind of fell off that's all right you know (laughs) that's Uh. that's that thing but it's like 12th house I'm like I know when we're both kind of like having an experience um (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know it's like a a thing that again it's so unspoken I'm just like I get that she's having something go on because I'm also having something going on (laughs) you know but 
Yeah, it makes a challenge, but the birth chart is full of challenges in addition to like things that go well or things that communicate easily. Um, Mm -hmm. Some people like (laughs) my chart is more hard things than easy things. I found out Um, that was one thing that my mom taught me very quickly. She's like, yeah, you know, life life is going to be a certain way for you, maybe, but it's all about what you make it. Um, To quote uh, a great philosopher, life is what you make it, so let's make it rock. I'm learning how to make it rock, (laughs) you know, against all odds, against all my squares, um, you know, got to embrace the the trines, you know, the the things that go well in the chart. The harmonies, yeah. (laughs) Harmonies, yeah. It's all about music anyway, right? Um, Yeah astrology it's crazy stuff yeah like anyone who is listening to this who's like interested in getting into it more like is very interesting and very illuminating and you can learn a lot about yourself that you might be aware of you might it might be more subconscious things that you kind of realize and if you're not interested then why have you listened to this point in the show we're like an like (laughs) almost two hours into this so I'm loving my congested you just, you're just voice. Hate listening at this point <laughs> no you know and as a scorpio i love to have haters or something it's so. uh, it's the summer as a hater i'm declaring it it's hate girl <laughs> summer i've been saying this and i wanted to catch on <laughs> uh just like we got to bring back being a hater just not not like not like in like a a cynical negative way but just like with things that are going on in this country the past right. week alone like right. fuck some people you know right no it's, and <laughs> I'm you know shade this summer I clearly with my podcast <laughs> I understand the concept of worthy hate <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> sometimes there's hatred that is worthy and it's not like unfair to anyone it's just like damn that sucks and you know it too you know mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, like the person knows that they're going to get some hate. Yeah. So, might as Supreme well do it. Supreme Court, you're on notice. I'm hating on you all summer. I'm hating. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what I got. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't um, know. I mean, so this is like a lot of a good stuff for this, this birthday episode. Uh <laughs> We got a nice breakdown of the show's birth chart, how it compares to my birth chart. Um, And good, just like general information if you're like interested in learning more about astrology. Thank you, Dory. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I I don't formally read, like I very informally read for people, but I don't know if anyone's listening and they want a birth chart reading, we can hook something up, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, are you comfortable dropping your Twitter handle? Um, my Twitter at is at fuck the fossil fuel. Um, <laughs> I made it way back in the day because I was like, I don't want it to be, when I first made my Twitter in like 2011, it was like my legal name. And I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm um so as an environmental studies major in college i was like you know it seems like a good brand distillation (laughs) (laughs) fuck a fossil fuel right uh yes also the and you got i forget the character's name but your your abby (laughs) is like the character from a goofy's movie yeah 
or the, the goofy movie not a goofy's movie it's more specific than that the goofy the, movie <laughs> the goofy movie yeah, yeah. um Bobby Zimarewski yeah the guy who eats the cheese whiz I don't know why he just I was like I get it you know <laughs> I was like he he and I kind of see something about life mm-hmm. and like aesthetically I don't know like he's got the Birkenstocks he's got the the shorts like that's kind of my vibe you know I don't know like he has off-brand Birkenstocks because I'm sure that was like a copyright thing but anyway yeah so and like my my display name is free sloppy at 7-eleven also favorite mm-hmm. you know a little piece of <laughs> piece of media compilation happening <laughs> you can tell i've been on the internet way too long hey yeah you know? <laughs> i mean it's been most of my life at this point yeah yeah uh, I'm like, I, I'm, as well. I always do like for for the changeable one i always do like uh some sort of like like pun on somebody's name you know so mm. currently i'm Thierry on we yeah yeah. Uh, yeah 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 but uh and i've actually stuck with that for a while because i really like it and i don't really feel like changing it that's fair yeah i've been i've been free sloppy for a while which is fun because sometimes people recognize me as that mm-hmm. i love meeting a twitter mutual for the first time like out in the real world and you're like aren't you (laughs) aren't you free sloppy i'm like i guess (laughs) that's my name (laughs) depends who's asking um (laughs) you know it's always interesting to just like have that moment awesome well uh uh dory uh thank you so much for taking the time to do this you've been a fantastic guest thank you (laughs) yeah this this is a great talk this is a lot of fun um yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna keep in mind i'm gonna i'm looking forward to like going back and editing this just like i'm gonna keep these things in mind as i continue doing this show yeah and i think you know like a lot of that a lot of that really resonated like right off the bat with awesome you know what my intent was in starting this show that's great to hear because i again i challenge myself to not like look too deep into like what has already mm-hmm. happened because I was like I just want to read the astrology I just want to like come in and do that um and there's always like a slight you know nerve where I'm like oh I know I know what I'm talking about but what if none of it resonates <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm just like oh man I should have figured I should have just lied <laughs> <laughs> you know just come in and be like oh you're you're actually doing this that and the other uh because I listened to every episode uh, mm-hmm. but yes no i'm happy to support and i'm happy yeah. to be i hope you part. find some episodes that you're yeah yeah because now you're part of the archive now i'm part of the archive and now i'll go and find all the psychedelics or whatnot that i said you had in um, here one of the episodes that uh if you want to hear that that i would strongly recommend again strongly recommending my an episode from my own show that you are <laughs> kind enough to be a guest on um, who's the leo now <laughs> uh episode i think it's episode 20 episode 22 season two episode four it came out earlier in april the episode with allison clancy she's a singer songwriter based in brooklyn uh we talk a lot about it like it's a very spiritual episode without actually mm. talking about like spiritualism like spiritual practices like astrology or tarot Um, but it like i think 
when you started talking about like the psychedelic element, that episode came to mind. Mm. Um, so that mm. might be a starting place for you if you feel like going back and hitting up an episode. Yeah. But yeah, uh, at any rate, um, thank you so, so much for taking the time. Are you doing anything? So I don't want to like... <laughs> doing anything fun for 4th of July? <laughs> well, yeah. I, Because I, like I'm, I'm going to a pool party cookout. Nice. But like I'm not, it's more because I want to swim and eat right. a hot dog. I'm not trying to celebrate this country right now. <laughs> that's you know? fair. Yeah, and you know it's it's hot out as we discussed. Um, so that's prime pool weather. Yes. Um, I think there might be a bit of a thunderstorm moment. National Cookout Day. Yes. July fourth. Yeah. No, keeping it low key. Famously, just got back from a vacation where I. Well, I didn't get the COVID. I did bring COVID on vacation. That was embarrassing of me. But yeah, so I've had enough of vacation, I guess, for, for now. <laughs> but yeah, I think just most of all, enjoying not going to work on Monday. Yeah, yeah. You know, enjoying a three-day weekend, which, you know, it sounds like you're blessed to have those. You know, well, now I got a four-day weekend, so. I got a four-day weekend. So, and I just bailed on plans tonight. I was going to go to a show because I like go, uh, going to write a review of this, this show and also take photographs, but, um, sure. it's really hot and I don't really want to be inside a packed venue right now. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. So, I'm going to stay enough. home and play video games. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Inspiring. Yeah. Real, All real. Right tourist moment right there <laughs> yes hugely i'm glad you said it i'm not accusing yeah. anyone hey, but it's fine i'm self-aware <laughs> <laughs> okay well this is so fun i'm glad that i didn't flop here talking about no, 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 you no. know you are not you are not yet in your flop era hopefully or hopefully, hopefully. i don't mean not yet hopefully you're long past your flop era it's long gone my flop era hits was yesterday no skips era <laughs> my frank ocean era yeah <laughs> may we all be so lucky <laughs> just people waiting like drooling over your next move like what is she gonna do next and begging we don't for know. my success yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah but yeah okay there you have it that's the podcast birth chart not much more to add after that because it's already been like nearly you know, like this was two hours that I cut down to like hopefully 90 minutes, but it's it's like, I think it's, I think this is getting close to 110 minutes. Anyway, I'm just going to wrap it up. Uh, there's another episode out today. Listen to that one too. If you have time, listen to, listen to it tomorrow. It's with Cliff Notes. Amazing, amazing artist. You're going to want to hear it. So go listen. All right. Bye. <laughs>